if you were given the opportunity to share, you need to take advantage of that gift you were given, especially as a woman. Women are often silenced and that might be a narrative that might be going on in your head and that our opinions don't matter, but your voice is power. You need to know that and this is permission for you to go and share that you can have influence with your opinion, with your preferences and with your values, with your faith. Hi, and welcome to the Girl Who Can podcast. I am so, so happy you're here. It's time for you to remember that you are the girl who is valuable, inspiring, and deserves to live in the confidence that is uniquely yours. Because my friend, you are the girl who can, but we're also not a place that expects or promises perfection because striving and hustling for the perfect looking life, one, doesn't exist, and two, will rob you of who you were created to be. So stick around and let me remind you of how to be the girl who can with who you already are. In this podcast, we have conversations that inspire you to be productive, stay rooted in purpose, but also learn how to embrace the imperfection that is just part of the journey and remember that you're not alone in that. So hi, I'm Arissa, registered dietitian by trade, but most importantly, your friend, and I've made it my mission to live and share with you the importance of working hard, but also resting well. So I invite you to be the girl who shows up for herself as we get into today's episode. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I am I'm sitting here just feeling so, so grateful for every single one of you that is showing up, whether you're a returning listener or a new listener, know that I am just so grateful for you and grateful for this space that we can walk through life together. And we talk about just very different topics that I feel we are all going through or have thought about at one point of time. And really, I just want to create this safe space for you to know that life is not supposed to be perfect. And I don't want you to wait till it is perfect to be the girl who can and can show up exactly who you are right now. I am sitting here with an extra grateful heart because this show has hit 10,000 downloads, which I am just so grateful and blessed to have this community. And I started this podcast back in the end of April of this year. And it was something that God placed on my heart that I just felt the need to do. And again, I'm not perfect. I'm struggling through things and I'm just here chatting with a girlfriend, what it feels like. Some of you guys have reached out to me and shared me with me how this podcast has really helped you or just who you are to for me to for us to gain like another friend and so for that I truly am grateful I can't wait to see you know what this podcast does in 2023 there are lots of big things I have planned for just growing the community and I wanted to share all of that with you that you know this podcast has grown to 10,000 downloads only way to go is up. I had the goal to hit 10,000 downloads before the year was over. And 
I didn't know if it was going to happen, but I was just kind of having the faith, putting my head down and trusting in the process and really showing up to the mic for me has never been a chore weekly. I truly do enjoy sitting here right now. I'm sitting. (laughs) I wish you guys could see me. I am sitting here in a really fluffy blanket and some leggings. My hair is in a bun. I actually just went to the gym and I wanted I was so excited to record this podcast before I showered. So that's just you're getting like raw Arissa today, but that is me and I love showing up just as I am for you guys. And yeah, I just love you guys. And I it's a great way to end the year. So Thank you for 10,000 downloads on the Girl Who Can podcast. And we, I cannot wait to grow that number with you and continue to help millions of other girls out there feel like they can. And so that was my little side tangent to all of you guys just to express my gratitude. But what I wanted to talk about today is speaking. I thought that was appropriate for my to celebrate my 10,000 downloads because all I've been doing is speaking. Let's just go back to the basics of speaking at its core, right? Like a lot of us, public speaking is a fear. Public speaking is actually the most common thing people are afraid of. And listening to yourself, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Like if you, someone records you and you hear your voice and you're like, do I actually sound like that? It almost feels like very cringy to hear your voice. And so I wanted to talk about this because this is a question I get all the time of how do you show up to the mic and talk and get your point across. And I, even in my, my full-time job, I'm a dietitian, so I work with clients. And so I have to explain things in a clear manner for somebody else to understand. And so I would like to say that I actually enjoy public speaking. I have, you know, ever since college and I was an indoor cycle instructor. So I use my voice in many different ways and now on this podcast. And that's a reason also why I wanted to start the podcast because I do feel like I have a voice to share. It wasn't always like that. It really wasn't. So I wanted to talk through that with you guys because public speaking is a very vulnerable thing. Uh, You're being looked at, you're subject to the opinions of others, which means you have to be okay sharing your own opinion. If you are public speaking, let's say it's a presentation, you're in charge of a room, so you should have the confidence in yourself to hold the attention of a crowd and even quiet your brain because I think we've all been there of public speaking where we kind of get in our own head of like, oh, should I share this or they look disinterested. And there's this voice in our head that tells us we're not good enough. Either we're not good enough to share our opinion, we're not good enough to share our preference, we're not good enough or confident or skilled enough to get up there and be a good public speaker. And it doesn't have to be like public speaking, but really just even in your day-to-day conversations where you don't feel confident, whether it's in your work or whether it's in re- in, re- in your relationships, um, you kind of shut down because you don't know how to get your point across or you feel like it doesn't matter. We can get stuck in that fear of telling ourselves what we say doesn't matter or nobody wants to hear it and... It, that's just kind of where we stay. And 
this can just be displayed in kind of nervous habits too. Like for example, if you're speaking and you talk really fast, you talk really fast when you're nervous or you say sorry a lot. Let's just say you talk really fast and you're like, oh, I'm really sorry. Like I'm nervous. You kind of out yourself or you say sorry for doing the complete opposite. Maybe you don't share anything. You're like, oh, I'm really sorry. Um, You're just constantly saying sorry uh, for your insecurities. And I encourage you here and I challenge you to stop. Just stop. Stop saying sorry for the things that maybe you should just take ownership of. And I don't say that to be mean. I say that for you to be aware. You know, if it you are somebody who does talk fast when they're nervous or does say sorry very often or doesn't share their opinion very often because you feel like it doesn't matter. Become aware of it and don't throw a pity party. Don't throw a pity party for yourself, but become aware of it and actively try and change it. But it takes practice. It takes practice to change that narrative because if that's you, the narrative right now is that you can't share your opinion or your story because you feel like somebody else can do it better. And here's the thing with that. There is always going to be somebody who might have more experience than you, who might have a more developed skill than you that they've been working on for longer than you. But if that's all what your thoughts are, then you're going to be frozen in fear. The power that you have is that nobody is you. I mean, there's, think about this podcast, for example, what we're talking about, public speaking. You know, I am not a public speaking expert. I'm not here to give you a workshop on public speaking, but there are other people on this platform talking about public speaking, but my power that I have is that nobody is me talking about it. And so when you're thinking about that, that voice might come in your head, oh, my opinion doesn't matter, or somebody else might have the same thought as me, but nobody else is you. And so people want to hear from you, but we have to shift, you know, that narrative that um, nobody wants to hear from us. And this is evident in little things too, where you can take note of. So for example, let's say you went on a trip and you're out dinner with friends, whatever it might be. And someone asks you, oh, how was the trip? And you immediately look at the other person and wait for them to explain. Or someone's asking you to share a story that you were and you were with somebody and you look at that person and say, oh no, you share, you can tell it better. And I'm not saying you need to overpower the conversation and interrupt people and not let other people share their story. But I'm saying if that is you, like take note of those little things that you do of giving into the social pressure because you think that you can't share the story or you think that somebody else can tell it better. It takes practice. Maybe you feel like right now you're not a good storyteller, but it takes practice to share the story and get better at it. And that's what I want to dive into next is that the how here is daily practice because getting your point across or knowing how to talk in a confident manner is not a flip of the switch. 
it is something you have to rewire that narrative in your head, but also take action and practice on and take note and be aware of what's going on in those nervous habits that might be happening. Like the one I just gave an example of you not wanting to share because you think somebody else can share it better or talking fast or saying um too much. And we'll talk about, you know, tactical things um, later on in the episode. But when I was thinking about this and where I got my practice, because I didn't just show up to this mic and say like, oh yeah, let me just start a podcast because I think that I am a good public speaker. Like, no, I have developed speaking and communicating over years. And when I was thinking about, okay, where did this come from? Like, how did I learn how to kind of communicate my thoughts in a clear, concise way to people? And I pinpointed it back to college. I was a server throughout college. And I used to be someone who was just very quiet and shy. And serving really helped me develop this backbone. And you think about just a restaurant environment, like it's loud, it's busy. And so servers are having to talk over all of that and maybe even interrupt tables, you know, when they're having a a conversation, have to know how to handle a customer that is angry and explain things in order to persuade people. I worked at a fine dining restaurant at one point and so I, I had to be a bit of like a charmer and explain high ticket items and get them to not get them, but you know, make it sound nice and persuade them. And I'm not saying I'm a charmer now, but and because charmers I think like can be just complete BS talkers, but I got good at talking to people from being a server and even, you know, thinking about a kitchen environment. Cooks, you know, they they don't want to know the life story of what's going on with your table. They want to know, did they like the food? Did they not? Do I need to remake it? And or not, right? Like it's very black and white when you're dealing with uh, a kitchen type environment. And I'm not saying that you need to go get a serving job, but I was, I bring that up because I'm telling you, I was forced to practice talking every single day and for hours. It was my job. And I got kind of lucky in that sense that that was my job. But I was practicing. I was practicing not by choice, but uh, just kind of fell into it. That was my job. But you need to practice. And some of the things that I want you to begin practicing around the confidence of speaking and getting your point across is looking at people in the eye. This is huge. Practicing raising your hand in the meeting and practicing sharing your opinion, practicing sharing your preferences. You have to practice sharing more stories when you're at the dinner table with your friends or your family. And it's all about letting it just seep into different areas of your life. You don't have to take a public speaking class tomorrow. You don't have to pitch a presentation to your boss tomorrow in order to practice. You can if you want. I'm not saying those are bad things, but just letting it seep into the ordinary places of your life. And quite frankly, like our lives are ordinary, right? We all put on our pants the same way. A lot of us have jobs and have kind of a bit of a routine to schedule families, friends. And 
Um, I know there are people out there that might be thinking, well, I'm at work all day. I don't have chances to speak that much. Maybe you work remotely and you're at home more, or maybe the only people you're talking to is your kids. And they will respond or won't respond to some things that you say. And you know what? I have an ordinary life too. We um, are all kind of ordinary, ordinary people who we are ordinary people at the end of the day who create extraordinary things. And I actually heard this quote from another podcast podcaster, but she said that extraordinary results are made from the people who are willing to do the ordinary thing with extraordinary consistency until they become incredible. And that is so good because that really helps take the pressure off of you to be perfect or to be better than the person next to you because I'm not here to promote like any type of that hustle culture because that feeds into comparison, right? And I don't want you to compare yourself to any unrealistic standard uh, for you right now because that can continue to paralyze you in fear. I want your life to serve as an inspiration and catalyst for you versus a roadblock. So it's always about taking what season of life you're in right now and it might be ordinary and that's okay. But again, people who are ordinary can create extraordinary things. It comes from the extraordinary consistency until you turn that into something incredible. And I just thought that was so beautifully said. And so I thought, you know, that can serve as a source of inspiration for all of us. And so thinking about that further, what can you be consistent in right now to then produce something incredible? And can you be consistent in your workplace in starting to ask more questions during the meeting? Again, this is a form of practice, practicing your speaking, getting your point across. Can you be consistent in sparking a conversation with the person checking you out at the grocery store? Can you be consistent in sharing your testimony to one person a week or giving your opinion at the next team meeting, even if it's just agreeing? But I challenge you with that actually to try and add something new rather than just agreeing or saying, I don't know. So it's all about expressing your opinion and your preferences. And I get it. Okay, I get it. Let's just say you're in that moment in the meeting or whatever it might be. Maybe you're having a conversation with somebody. I've been there. You have something to share and it's on your heart and it's um, your heart's just beating a little faster and faster, but you're seeing if maybe somebody else is going to share before you and you're kind of secretly hoping they do to let you off the hook, but you do feel deep down you do have something worth saying, but that little voice in your head is just saying, eh, be quiet. It doesn't really matter if you share or not. Like it's not going to really make that much of an impact or not. So you don't share. And I want you in this moment, if this happens constantly or the next time it happens, I want you to begin telling yourself this one thing when that happens. I want you to begin telling yourself, I am the girl whose opinion matters and I will use my voice to share what's important to me. I'm going to say that again. Tell yourself, I am the girl whose opinion matters and I will use my voice to share what's important to me. 
even write that down if you have to and put that on a post-it, put it in a place you can see on your mirror in your bathroom, in your car, because again, it's about changing the narrative and silencing that voice inside your head that is going to be there. We're human. It happens and comparison can creep in. And this might be a daily thing. You might need to repeat it in your head multiple times. But I also want to share with you, if you were given the opportunity to share, you need to take advantage of that gift you were given, especially as a woman. Women are often silenced and that might be a narrative that might be going on in your head and that our opinions don't matter, but your voice is power. You need to know that and this is permission for you to go and share that you can have influence with your opinion, with your preferences and with your values, with your faith. Your voice has the ability to move mountains. Um, and even if it's just, it doesn't have to be anything pro- profound and I know all of what I just said can even cause some pressure of like, oh no, what I what I have to say has to be profound, has to be clear, has to be right. Like, no, it can be a conversation at the grocery store, okay? It can be a compliment to somebody. And this is another form of practicing. It can be something as simple like, hey, I like your shirt. Hey, I hope you have a nice day in your, in your workout class. Let's say you're at the workout class. Tell somebody, hey, I see you here all the time. You're so consistent. I love it. See you next week. That's it. And I promise you that compliment to someone is a win for them, but also a win for you because it's uncomfortable to initiate conversation. And obviously this this podcast, we're talking about how to be more confident in your words and how to show up uh, and be a good public speaker. And that's a part of being uncomfortable or a big part of that is being uncomfortable. So we have to practice initiating conversation and Hopefully, if you compliment someone, I hope you do. I hope you mean it. And that makes it that much more genuine. And that will make that person feel good. There's that quote, you know, people don't remember what you said, but they remember how you made them feel. But those two things can be connected. Obviously, that compliment or just sparking that conversation makes that person feel good. And it was uncomfortable for you maybe to say that. Um, And so... Like I said, it's a it's a win-win. And so some other things I want to leave you with is just tactical tips that I have actively done to help me be more confident at public speaking. Again, I'm always learning. I'm always improving. Starting this podcast, I even, I think we're 30-something episodes in now. I listen back at episode one or two and I'm like, oh, I did some learning since then. (laughs) And it's just a part of practicing and getting comfortable. And that's what I want to encourage you to do. And so back to the tips of what I've actively done to be more confident in my public speaking with clients or presentations or just in a work environment um, or my relationships is let's just take this uh, example. Let's say you're going into interview and you want to seem confident, you want to answer their questions and get your point across. I do a confidence power pose posture, um, like literally hands on your hips before the Zoom meeting starts, or let's say you're about to walk into the meeting, or you're about to walk out on stage or give a presentation. Maybe you're about to walk into a date. Um, confidence power pose, hands on the hips. There is 
are studies around this of doing a confidence stance, like literally do it right now. If you're walking, stop, put your hands on your hips, kind of chest up and your your demeanor changes, your confidence changes. So do this confidence power pose, not only before, but during. So if you're sitting right now, sit up, put your put your shoulders back, chest forward. Um, right now I got to correct my posture because I'm, <laughs> I'm a little bit hunched over this microphone. So I'm talking to myself here. But while you're giving uh, a talk, or you maybe you're on a date or you're in a meeting with your boss, um, your demeanor, appear confident, shoulders back, you know, don't be crouched down, don't be looking down. And this leads me into the next tip, which is eye contact. Guys, I worked on this almost daily for about a year. I just noticed this about myself when I was having conversations with other people. I was like looking in the other direction. It was like a nervous habit. And so many people do this. Like this isn't unfortunately normal where even when we're when I'm on Zoom, I notice this is just not in real life, but virtually where when we're talking, we're looking at the corner of the room, we're kind of fidgeting. We're not like looking directly at the camera. We're not looking directly at the person. And it was so hard because I was noticing I was doing it in every single conversation and it got kind of frustrating for me, but I was actively aware of it. And every single time I showed up to a conversation, I, and it was my turn to speak, I was speaking, but also actively thinking about, okay, I need to hold my gaze with this person. I'm not saying like, look like a freak and don't blink, <laughs> like, but, and don't like look away. Obviously you can look away. I'm not saying never do that, but if that is something you do and you don't even notice it, next time you talk to somebody, this is, you're going to notice it now. And I want you to actively work on it. And I, now it's a bit of a habit where I can hold a conversation and I'm looking at the person and especially in an interview, like game changing guys. And so yes, look at the person in the eye, all about demeanor. And also something else is your volume. Um, the volume, the inflection of your voice. So this is something I actually learned when I was going through training to be an indoor cycling instructor. And this has to deal with the tone of your voice when your sentences are ending. So for example, there's a difference between these two sentences. Sentence one, can everyone please raise your hand? Sentence two, can everyone please raise your hand? Did you notice the end of both of those sentences? This first one, can everyone please raise their hand? The inflection of my, of my voice went up. And the second sentence was, can everyone please raise their hand? It was neutral and it kind of like toned down at the end of it. And so the first one makes it sound like it's a question, makes it sound like you are unsure versus the second one is more direct. So when you're trying to get your point across, take active note of how your sentences are ending. And I continually have to catch myself of this because we can slip into kind of old habits. And if we are nervous, those things naturally happen, but we don't notice that we're doing them unless we are aware. So bringing it to your awareness to take note of your the volume of your voice. And when you are speaking, 
this is something again I had to go go through I had a very like soft and gentle voice and even to this day like people listen to this podcast and they're like Arissa your voice is so calming maybe it is cool I hope you're not falling asleep with this but everybody has a different voice but speaking louder and I practice this from getting uncomfortable. My voice was so soft and gentle that I was like, oh, let me just try being an indoor cycle instructor where I have to like scream at people. And I practiced in my car where I didn't look like a freak at home yelling. I practiced in my car when there was music and kind of commanding the room, but it really was just commanding the cards in front of me. But again, going, tying it all back into, I had to practice. I got myself uncomfortable. I became that indoor cycle instructor. I wasn't very good at it when I started, just like this podcast, when I go back to episode one or two and I'm like, ooh, I sounded interesting. Um, But it's a part of the journey and enjoying that journey. You know, if I waited till I took a million speaking classes um, to start the podcast, good on me. I could have done that, but I didn't want to wait till things were perfect. And I think speaking classes can actually be very, very helpful in in um, regards to practicing, in regards to developing your skill. And so those can actually be very beneficial that I encourage you to do so you can learn more tactical tips from a, from a professional. And something else that I have done is preparing. And this is so essential because again, okay, if we're, I'm talking, when I say preparing, I'm talking about an actual presentation or you are public speaking, giving yourself an outline, being prepared if this is a true public speaking engagement. And this helps because then you can practice beforehand and you can have a seamless flow to your words and to your thoughts and be proactive versus reactive because maybe in the moment your reaction might be those nervous tendencies to to say ums filler words and also break eye contact or talk really fast and let's say you didn't prepare let's say this is an impromptu thing I want you to be okay with silence be okay with pauses to actually think it through versus saying ums and ands and ohs and give a million details because we've all been there or we've all had a friend who's trying to share a story and they tell you what the weather is, what they were wearing, what time it was, what street they turned down if they were going right or left and then the maps got lost. Like we... And we're just like, get to the point. I mean, <laughs> so don't be that person. Be okay with the pauses and, and actually being okay with the silence will pay off. So then you can get your point across in a more direct, clear, concise way versus seeming unconfident with all the other filler words of ands, ums, and buts. And lastly, if you if this is something like a speaking engagement where you can prepare or an interview or a date, wear something that makes you feel good. You know, we're talking about these things that you can actively do. And one of those things is how you look on the outside. It's not all about your image. But I think we can all agree when you look good, or when you think you look good, you perform good, and you sound good, and you 
have actions that are confident. So, and embrace your your personal style. You know, I want you to be who you are and not like everyone else. Like I said earlier in the podcast, your power is at your you. And we can compare and compare and compare and say, oh, well, I need to wear a blazer because it makes me look confident. No, embrace your personal style. If you don't feel good in a blazer, don't wear a blazer. If you feel um, good wearing red lipstick, wear red lipstick to that day. You know, who cares if they're going to like it or not, or if that's too bold, um, embrace your personal style. This helps you step into your own and helps change that narrative to say like, hey, I matter and I'm going to do what feels good for me. Um, And you deserve that. And I bring all of this up because I want you to have a voice. And I want you to believe in you that you have a voice and that you have a voice that matters, that you can speak out about things that matter. And you can have a voice about your faith to hard topics. And those words that you speak can have influence over others. And not only, I think we talk a lot on this show about your actions and doing, but today this episode is also about your words. Your voice is a power to initiate conversations. And as I said earlier, you know, this isn't something to put pressure on you. Like, oh, everything you say has to be profound and you have to say it in this type of way to in order to get your point across like a big theme that I've been re-emphasizing is practice and when you first when you show up to that first practice it's probably going to suck and it's probably going to be a little bit of a realization of you know certain things that you do whether it's in nervous habits or and you have to be okay with people disagreeing with you you have to be okay with maybe people not being receptive to what you're saying but that's a part of practice knowing how to create that backbone and confidence to show up and still say change that narrative and say well my opinion still matters my preferences matter And like I said, your voice is power. You can have influence. And even if it's just a conversation. And another thing that I challenge you to do is stop saying, I don't know. Even for the little things. When someone asks you, where do you want to eat? I don't know. What are you going to wear? I don't know. What do you think about this project? I don't know. And I get it. We have lots of things going on in our lives where that. I don't know, might be coming from a bit of decision fatigue. Maybe there's, maybe you just came home from work and you don't know what you want to eat, but practice having a preference. And that person who's asking you that question might say no to your preference, but that is okay. It's a piece of the journey. It's part of the practice, but I want you to know your preferences and your, your opinions matter. And it starts with opening up your mouth um, to share how you feel to your partner, to your friendships, to your coworkers. Um, and with that, it can carry you uh, along the way. And like I said, turn the ordinary into extraordinary things to then be consistent and do incredible things. So again, that was a word for this week. I hope this was helpful. And if it was, I would love to know what you took away from this. Uh, you can always reach out to me on social media at the Girl Who Can podcast or at Arisa Luhano. Both of those, I love hearing from you guys, hearing your feedback. 
And as always, if this helpful was helpful for you, I would appreciate it so much if you can scroll down and leave me a review over on Apple Podcast. On Apple Podcast, if you leave a written review, it helps the growth of the show out so much. And like I said at the beginning, I'm grateful for you and I want to grow this community to millions of girls who feel like they can, your words matter, and can encourage somebody else to take a listen to the podcast. So I'd appreciate it so much if you could do that. And with that, that's all I got for you this week. I love you guys as always. Hope you're having a fun and safe holidays as we approach Christmas. I love Christmas and hope you guys aren't getting too caught up in the chaos, but have a safe rest of your week and we will chat next week. Bye everybody.